take heart. Our goal is to give you hope, offer insight, and encouragement so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. Each week, Sarah, Amy, and Carrie will explore a theme, share an inspiring story, practical tips, and encouragement you can use every day. Thank you for joining us today. Today on the show, we have Jen Samlin. Jen is a mother of two boys who are precious blessings and who have both have special needs. Her heart is to share encouragement and God's truth with moms who are also traveling the special needs parenting journey. She is the author of the book, Embracing This Special Life, Learning to Flourish as a Mother of a Child with Special Needs. Jen blogs about faith, praying scripture, and special needs parenting at www.embracing.life. For online encouragement and support for special needs mothers, you can check out her Facebook group, Embracing This Special Life. Welcome, Jennifer. We're so glad to have you here on Take Heart. I'm excited about this conversation. Would you like to give us a little bit of information about yourself, your special needs journey, and your family so our listeners can get to know you? Uh, Sure. First of all, just thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, my name is Jen and, um, I live in Virginia and I have two boys and when my oldest son was born, he was diagnosed with a hearing loss and, um, over time we realized he had several delays in different areas. So we started seeking specialists and therapies and whatnot before he was about two and a half when we got a bunch of his diagnoses, which was like apraxia, which affected his speech, um, sensory processing disorder, lots of, basically lots of different processing disorders. Um, and it was around that time that I had my second son, who also began to get a few diagnoses of his own. And then when he was around the age of two, um, he was diagnosed with autism. So I had two kids, two young kids who both had all these diagnoses in my life just revolved around all their therapies. And um, I just struggled a lot with anxiety and depression and just questioning God, uh, what God was doing in like what he was doing in my life. Why my kids and why me? Um, So that's kind of like where we started. Um, and then one day I had, I had a panic attack, um, and I just, I was just so desperate for God to show up in my life. And I like begged him to show up and he whispered one word to me and it was embrace. And I was just like, well, what is there to embrace here? Everything here is really hard. And he just kept showing me thing after thing that I needed to embrace. Like I was just resisting so much stuff going on and I needed to embrace God and his plan for me and I needed to embrace my kids not just focus on our diagnoses and things like that so yeah well it's easy initially when you I mean you had a two-year-old and a baby and then you're getting all the diagnosis and then it's easy to embrace that diagnosis first because you just want to figure it out um and so I, I love you, right? Jen has a book. It's called Embracing the Special Life, and it's a wonderful book. And she talks a lot about this releasing and embracing. And she's very honest about what she struggles with, which I love because I think 
that is sometimes we hide our heart. <laughs> but um, when you said that God came to you and you decided, okay, he spoke the word embrace, um, how did your faith grow as as a result of that embracing? And, and there is a section in your book which you talk about asking God why, and then God asks you to say, um, not why, but what do you want? Well, you can word it better than me, but you know what? The what questions, not the why questions. And I would love to hear you talk about that a little bit, because I think that's a big struggle in the Christian world that we think, why? Why God? Why did you let this happen? This is too hard. So I'd like to hear how your faith has grown in the midst of that embracing and releasing the heart and embracing what God wants you to embrace. Okay, so um, one of the things that I've learned a lot is just about surrender, learning to let go of like my own dreams and plans and expectations and just surrender to God's plan for my family and and for my kids. Um, And one of the ways that I learned to do that was, um, like you mentioned, um, changing my questions. Like, it's okay to ask God questions, but I was like demanding God why. Like, why me? Why my kids? Why aren't you healing them? And that was just you know, very demanding (laughs) instead of surrendering. And, um, I would ask him, I learned to ask him, okay, God, what do you want me to learn from this? And I learned that he answers those questions. Like he has lots of things to teach us and, and he was answering those questions and he opened my eyes to a lot of things that he wanted me to learn for me personally. And then, um, for dealing with my family and, and just growing in my faith. Um, And one of the things that like really struck me one time was I was, you know, it was like Christmas time. So I was reading the story of Mary, Jesus's mother. And, and I, it just hit me all anew, like how, like Mary had all these dreams and expectations of what her life would look like. And I know, I know that it was, you know, getting married before having kids, but the angel told her like, well, actually it's going to be different. You're going to have a kid first. And, and Mary didn't like kick and scream and ask a million questions about it. She, she was just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to surrender to this. She said, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be done to you as, as you said. And like, I was just so inspired by that. And like, I wanted to learn to surrender to God's plan like Mary did. One of my co-hosts, Carrie, often says she thinks she considers Mary a special needs mom also because she had a special child and she had a a child that she was not what she expected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that. And, you know, it's so hard not to say why. And I think for listeners there, you are going to have moments when you say why Um, that's okay, but we can't stay there. And I, I love how you say that you learned a lot from asking what, and sometimes when, and God does answer those prayers. Um, we sometimes we don't ask them, I think. And I just, I love that. That is so, that's really good to hear. And I'm hope that I'm sure that's an encouragement to our listeners. So as a special needs parent, it's hard. We all know we talk about that, but what is the one thing that you that, that is helping you embrace joy? How are you embracing joy with your kids or with the life? You can answer that however you want. One of the biggest lessons I had to learn was about, I mean, there's a lot, but, but yeah. 
continually <laughs> learning them. <laughs> like, I was so focused all the time on my kid's diagnosis and like, how, how can I help them? And how do I, you know, do this therapy and the supplement? And I was so focused on their development and like those checklists that you fill out for all those doctor's appointments. And I had become so consumed with that. And then one day um, I was convicted of that verse in First Samuel where, where God told Samuel, like man looks at outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And I was just like, wow, I've been missing my kid's heart because I'm so focused on their development and their behaviors and their diagnoses. And, um, and so then I decided to get more intentional about just loving my children for who they were and just really investing in their, their passions and their gifts. Like we're called to steward those things too. And, and when I started doing that, just being really intentional with, okay, we'll build with Legos and I'm not going to focus on speech therapy goals with you while we're doing that. We're just going to have fun. And then I, like, I got to experience the joy of motherhood again and like being proud of my children for who they were and how hard they work to do things that come naturally to other kids. Like, it just made me proud to be their mom. And I found joy in parenting them and stewarding them. I I think sometimes, and I'm sure you could speak to this, that when you have a child and they're, they're delayed because of their special needs, mm-hmm. it's hard not to compare them to kids that aren't. And you see other kids that are doing something your child can't do. And that, that takes a lot of emotional energy. There's jealousy, there's guilt, that I need to work harder. And what you said there is not that you're not working on, it's not like you chuck speech therapy, <laughs> right? But, but yeah. that you made that not your main focus. And sometimes, you know, for special needs moms, we hold so much of it in our hands. It's all up to us. And even for me, I've been on this journey a long time. When I hear that a kid has done better than one of my children with uh, mental illness, I immediately think, okay, what did I miss? What did I miss? You know, I get kind of frantic. So I love that uh, change in focus that um, I think helps us to, to, like you said, see their hearts. And I just love that. Thank you for sharing that. That is so encouraging because there's just so much, so many, we could always be doing something new, right? We could always find something new to put into their lives as therapy. So can I I add something about the comparison thing? Yes, please Um, do. So yeah, comparison has always been a big struggle for me and it still is from time to time, but there was this one time where I was, I was just really struggling with, because we had left a play date and I saw how far behind my kids were than the other kids. Mm -hmm. And I was crying and decided to go for a walk around our neighborhood. And so we were out for this walk and then I saw a flower that was growing in a, in a crack in the ground, in the sidewalk. And at first I was like really sad for that flower. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all by itself. There's a garden, like, two feet away in a beautiful garden like it should be over there and I started viewing my kids like that flower and how it's missing out on being in that garden but then all of a sudden my perspective switched and I was like it's this flower is doing exactly what it was created to do it was created to grow and bloom and that's what it's doing even in hard situation and it's still showing off its colors to the world. And in a way, it's like even more beautiful because it's unique and it's in a place that doesn't have color. And so that just like shifted everything for me as well. Now, I still struggle with comparison. But when I do, I start remembering my kids are 
um, you know, they're in their own, they're blooming in their own way and it's beautiful. Um, it's in a different timeline than other kids, but it doesn't make it less beautiful. Right. I love that. That's great. What about, let's talk about connection because at Take Heart, you know, we really, it's important to us that um, special needs moms feel connected. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of things I'd like to ask you about this. First of all, in friendships, you have a beautiful story in your book about praying for Mm -hmm. a specific friend. And if if you'd love to, I would love for you to share that because it was so encouraging to me to read that. Um, So we had just recently moved to a new state. So that's hard enough on, on, you know, in its own, we were trying to find new therapists and I had no friends. And, and so one day I was like, okay, God, I, I really need you to provide me with a friend. And it would be great if she was also a special needs mom. Like I just kind of threw that in there like a hope, but I, I, you know, not very likely to happen. Right. Um, and so, um, I found this like mom's group online and like, decided to go to one of their play dates and so I show up at this mom's group and I'm there and I'm like praying like god please let me have make a friend here um and then I I like everyone was kind of off in their groups and I didn't wasn't sure who which group of moms to to merge in with so I just started watching like all of our kids playing and I noticed there was another kid who was playing very similarly to my kid and they had a lot of the same behavior and mannerisms and I was like hmm I wonder if he may have some of this you know similar diagnoses as my son so once I figured out which kid he belonged to I went over and talked to the mom um, and I, I was like, this may sound weird, but does your kid have an apraxia diagnosis? Uh, <laughs> and she looked at me like, yes, like we just got the diagnosis a few days ago. And she's like, and I was just praying that we would find someone who knew about this because we don't know anything about this. And it was like, God just answered both of our prayers right then. And we just kind of started our own little mom support group, the two of us, and we would meet once a month and just chat about stuff. And um, it was just nice to have someone who had that me too journey. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, I did pray for it because it, it was hard to find, um, especially when you're in a new location. But Right. And that's, I mean, I first of all, I... I'm impressed you were new and you went because, you know, like it's even hard just to go to the new thing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's intimidating. Um, and other ways that you found connection. Uh, what about church? Cause I know church can be kind of um, hard sometimes if, if um, they don't accommodate for the mm-hmm. child or um, you just don't feel like you fit. So how have you found connection at church? Have you, and how have you tried to be a connector at church? So, um, we, my family moves around a lot, so I've experienced having to go and find new churches a lot, and it is hard because you're not always sure how your kids will be accepted or if they will be. Now it's a lot easier, like, you can look on their website and see if they have information about it, or you can call ahead, but, um, or there's even, like, uh, Key Ministry has a web, like, if you go to their Key Ministry website, you can search for churches that have special needs ministry. But, but okay. anyway, um, so we went to a few churches where our kids were not really accepted completely. And it does hurt to, to feel that because yeah. it's like Jesus, you know, Jesus would welcome those kids. Um, and it's sad to see churches not do that. 
And then I had to like learn that verse from, from Matthew where it's like, shake the dust off your feet. Like, okay, like mm-hmm. that's not going to work. Let's go find another church. Um, and eventually we always have been able to find a church where we felt like we were part of the family and our kids were included. And the church I'm at now, there's three other special needs moms. So we've kind of formed our own little group and we meet once a month for fellowship and, um, Sometimes it does take you, you know, your initiative to start those kind of relationships. And other times there's groups that are already out there and you can find them online. I think what you said there is important, though, that sometimes you have to take the initiative. And even back up to the story about your friend, that God um, God answered that prayer. But I, I'm pretty sure that you've not had that experience at every mom group you've gone to. So, <laughs> so I just... I think we just have to keep trying. Yeah. And I, I too believe that God gives us what we need and he provides the people in our life, but, but it, some people aren't always going to get it. And, and also they don't always have to be a special needs mom. If it's somebody who's willing to get it, that's another thing. But, and it's the same with church. It may not work or it may not be, I love that, uh, shake the dust off of your feet kind of situation. It doesn't mean that all churches, you know, you just need to quit forever. It just means we got to find the right mm-hmm. space for us. So that's very, that's very encouraging. Uh, I want to ask you one of my favorite questions because I always want to hear what people okay. say. And that is if you could go back and give yourself advice at the beginning. Um, I feel like I could write a book on what I would give myself advice for, but um, what would you say to yourself no, knowing what you know now? Yeah, that's such a good question. Cause it's like, there's so much I would want to tell myself. Um, I think though, what I would tell myself is that you're in a marathon and not a sprint. And like, that would have hurt. I don't think I would have wanted to hear it, to be honest with you. But I was in this mindset of, oh, if we just try this therapy or this supplement or this specialist will give us all the answers we need and, and things will get better. And so I was putting so much pressure on myself and on my kids and on my marriage instead of just slowing down and and enjoying my kids for who they were and trusting God in the process and taking it one day at a time and just learning learning to flourish as a special needs mom instead of just survive and keep pushing. So I think that's what I would tell myself is to like slow down and give yourself grace. And this is a long journey, but it doesn't mean it's a bad journey. Right. And I think, I think you're so right that we get this, you know, you get the diagnosis, which sometimes takes a long time. And I know when we had our daughter's diagnosis, it was like seven pages of things you could try. And um, I just thought, oh, I'm just going to go one by one, <laughs> which is, and you know, probably three in, it's going to work. <laughs> and so not the case, FYI. <laughs> so I, I love that. And I think you're right. If you, if you, New going in, oh, this is going to be this long. You probably would have been so discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but it goes back to that one day at a time, giving it to God each day. Um, and just, I love what you say about just embracing your children for who they are. If we're always looking for it to get better and get whole, whole, and I'm using that in air quotes yeah. because God created them and we're waiting for them to be all better isn't realistic sometimes. And then we just, we just miss all the joy in the moment Yeah, when we focus on that. So I, I love yeah, that. Yeah. I think I was 
feeling like there was something missing or something broken about my kids and it was my job to put in those pieces or to fix them. And that's such the wrong perspective to have because our children are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's so true. And I, I, I sometimes though think that with the treatments, it's something you can actually physically do and put on your calendar and check off. And that makes us feel good. And, um, like we're doing something because it's, it's hard. You said it at the very beginning, surrender, Mm -hmm. surrender is hard. It is so hard. Um, and it's a, I think it's a lifelong journey to learn that actually. So I mentioned your book, which was wonderful. I, like I said earlier, you were so vulnerable in it. And, um, I would like you to tell us a little bit about your book. Um, and also I think you have a Facebook. Yes. Okay. Um, so my book basically just goes through all the different things I learned about embracing the special needs parenting journey. So, um, you know, there's a chapter about embracing God and then embracing our children and embracing our husband and embracing community. And so I had written all that stuff that God had been teaching me, but I felt like something was missing. And it took mm-hmm. me a while to realize that it's it's like you can't just keep embracing all this stuff to you. You also have to let go of things that we're not meant to hold on to. So then I began a whole journey of learning to like surrender and release all these things God doesn't want us to hold on to, such as like bitterness and, um, you know, unmet expectations and feeling angry at God. And, you know, there's a time for grief, but we're not meant to get stuck in it. And um, so then, so then I started writing about all those things we need to release. And basically the book goes back and forth, alternating between things to embrace and things to release in the special needs journey. So that's the book in a nutshell. And then I have a Facebook group with the same name, Embracing the Special Life. Um, So if you're on Facebook, we'd love to have you come check it out. We just encourage each other, pray for each other, share resources, um, just so that you're not going the special needs parenting journey alone or this faith journey alone. Great. That sounds great. Yeah. I just, I don't want any mom to have to do this alone, Mm -hmm. honestly. And I, I love that you have that group and you're, and I love that you have the book. So um, we'll definitely um, link your information in our show notes so our listeners can find you. Um, but also, I think you're on Instagram. Am I right? I am. Although mm-hmm. I'm on I'm on Facebook a lot more. But I am on Instagram and I'm on Facebook for both of them. You can find me at Jen, that's two ends, Jen Embracing Life. Um, so yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram there. And then I also have a website, which is, um, www.embracing.life. Mm-hmm. Not .com. Okay. I know it's confusing. <laughs> embracing.life. Um, embracinglife.com was taken. Anyway, um, but on there, I have all these resources as well for faith and special needs parenting on there. Great. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being our guest today. Um, we appreciate you. You're such an encouragement um, to our listeners and to me. So thank you so much for sharing your heart today. And thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thank you for joining us this week on Take Heart. If you love our podcast, could you please do us a favor and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on? You can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Take Heart Special Moms. If you have any questions or comments or would like to share your story with us, please follow the links in our show notes. We love hearing from our listeners and we'd love to hear your stories. Listen in next week as we continue our Take Heart Summer Interview Series. You won't want to miss it.